Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Small. Before we dive into this episode, I want to bring something to your attention. In the description of this episode, you will find a link to working one-on-one if you want to just get a one-hour call in to talk about whatever situation you're going through. In my last call, the man I was working with said he didn't know these resources were available and he didn't want to sign up to any long-term coaching. He wanted to just hash out one thing. So he wasn't looking for the fraternity of excellence. He wasn't looking for permanent coaching. He was looking for a call. And I was like, dude, (laughs) I've been saying this for a while, but I guess he hadn't seen it. So I'm bringing it back up in the link or when you click the link, it'll bring you to my calendar. You select the time, you select the date and you are good to go. You know, it'll, it'll shoot it to your calendar. It'll shoot a, a reminder and then I'll set it up and we'll have our chat. You know, we'll sit there, we'll hash it out. If you want to go longer, you know, long-term coaching, sure. We'll figure something out. If you think FOE would be a good fit, you know, we'll get you in there. But don't suffer in silence. Let's check it out. Let's get you working on something. And if a quick one-on-one is all it takes, then let's have the call and let's get you on your way. Now let's dive into the episode. Three obstacles modern fathers must overcome. Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast. A place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here's your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Three obstacles modern fathers are facing. It is 2021. And raising children in this day and age is different than raising children in the 1920s or the 1950s. We have some things that are unique to us, you know, and I'm going to hit three of them. We can talk, you know, the supply to mothers. I'm sure it does. You know, there are other issues out there we're facing. If you can think of anything I didn't list in these three, and I'm just going with the big three here, please in the comments below or blast me a DM with what you think, you know, I could add to this list because if you're thinking of it, maybe other men are as well, or they're facing it. And I can always record another podcast covering things that, so again, if I miss anything that you think is worthy of bringing up, drop it in the comments below or shoot me a DM and I'll get another one of these recorded. Now with that, the number one issue that fathers living in modern times need to overcome is the fact that we are always accessible to others. There have been multiple times where I've called friends or messaged men in FOE. And they're like, yeah, I'm camping right now. And I'm like, if you're camping, how are we talking on the phone? Or I've been out at the playground or the park or whatever, and my phone will go off and it'll be something from work. You know, how many men working from home don't only work nine to five, but you're answering emails at seven o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. You're supposed to be reading your child a bedtime story, but the phone's ringing. So you've got to hop off and go take care of that. We cannot always be accessible to everybody else. You know, and our fathers and our grandfathers, they weren't facing that. You know, when you, when you were on call, maybe you had to be home, you know, because it was on the wall. But even then, it was only a phone call. You know, with our technology, you can be speaking to somebody 24-7. You can hit them up through chat. You can send them text messages, phone calls. Our cell phones are always on us. When you're always accessible to others, they take advantage of that time. The expectation is that you will answer your phone. And when you're with your children and you're trying to raise children and you're always pulled away from them, you never have an intimate one-on-one ever. There are plenty of times where I go on our mandates, you know, father, son, you know, man time, we call it, you know, or daddy daughter dates with my daughter and I leave my phone in my truck 
I don't even bring it with me. And for some people, that's weird. You know, they, they would get anxious. Oh my God, you don't have your phone? Yeah, because I'm with my daughter or I'm with my son. I'm not with the world at that point. There are times where I'll get emails, you know, from men asking, hey, can you help me or can we do this? And I have to say no. My family is a priority. I love what I do. Nobody can argue or contest that I've given more than my fair share to my fellow man. I make those, all those men I can help a priority. I do what I, everything I can do. You know, you have no idea the amount of hours I put into this. But there has to be a line drawn. Because if I'm not leading my family well, how the hell am I going to run a podcast like this? Or how in the hell am I going to run a blog called The Family Alpha if I'm a, a absent father that my kids see daily? Maybe they see me every day, but I'm always on the phone with somebody else. That would be a distraction. So I put my phone away. I close my laptop. I make time to not be accessible to the entire world. And sure, that might cost me money. That might cost me a coaching client. That might cost me somebody who wants me at you know the snap of a finger. That's fine. When I left the Navy, there's a reason I, I took a $42,000 a year job instead of the one that was offered at 70K because the one at 70K would have had me busy and out and about all the time. I would not have had control over my time. The other job, I had total control over my time. It was just a set schedule and that's all I had to do. So I took it and it was almost half the salary, but that's what I wanted. That's what was important to me. And having control of my time allowed me to build my business to where I make three times, four times the amount that I was making at that original job, you know, because I was able to have the time to build up my business and build up my brand and build up what it is I'm doing. But damn, when your kids, when you're playing catch and you have to stop to take a phone call or you're out there kicking the ball and you're like, oh, hold on, I got to take this and you leave and don't, you don't come back because work was that important. You're losing time with your children. So that's why it's the number one issue modern fathers are facing. We have a cell phone on us 24-7. To be a better father, you need to be less available to the world and totally available to your family. So some tips I have for that. Obviously, putting your phone away. Just do not have your phone on you. And you're going to feel weird at first. You're going to go to check it. You're going to think, you know, what's happening? The internet will be there when you get back. I promise you. Twitter will still exist. Your blog will still exist. You know, your whatever it is you do online is still there. GameStop will still be rising. <laughs> Wall Street will still be going crazy. Politicians will still be corrupt. And you will be a better father while all that's happening. Because you'll be 100% committed to your family. So putting the phone away is obvious. The next is drawing clear boundaries with your job. If your job is one that says, you know, you need to pick up when we call, you need to ask yourself if that's a job worth keeping. Or if you can push back and say, no, I will be available until, you know, my allotted time. So the average, you know, the nine to five, that's usually like an eight to six for most people. But sure, the nine to five, after five, I will not be answering anything unless it's an emergency. Do not call me if it's not an emergency. You need to have that tough talk. You need to stop being the nice guy who always says yes. If you value your time, every single time you answer that phone, send them a bill. Hey, I worked this much time overtime. I've got the phone calls to prove it. Maybe they'll stop calling when it starts costing them. There's a reason I have hours of availability on my coaching calls, you know, and they're wider. They're from nine in the morning till seven at night. In the morning, I, I get my time together with the family. You know, we have our day. I can get my workout in and then I have it set till seven because some people need to talk after work. You know, people get out later. But my kids, I will have that call done by the, before they're going to bed. And it's not like I'm on a, a phone call from 9 o'clock till 7 o'clock. 
this sporadic. So that's how I set my hours. But I also don't answer it after that. There's nothing that's going to get me on the phone because I'm with my family. I'm with my wife. I'm with my kids. So that accessibility, that's a learned thing for myself as well. And I think a lot of people have to retrain themselves to not want to always be there. But that's a part of you know, the process of taking ownership over yourself. You have to stop allowing others to control your time. So that was one. The second thing, comfort is crippling you. We are living in the most comfortable time of human history. You can literally tap your phone and get food. You can tap your phone and get your groceries. If you sit on your, <laughs> if you sit on your couch and you tap your phone in a certain order, people will come, drop your groceries off wherever you designate, and leave. And you can walk out there and you have your entire week's worth of food, and you did nothing. All you have to do is cook it, and that's not counting ordering out. If you order out, you all you have to do that whole day is wake up, eat the food in your house, go into your climate-controlled car, sit down some more, drive to your job, sit at your job, drive back in your car while you're sitting, sit down, tap your phone, get your food. You have to do nothing to survive in this modern day and age. And that is making men weak. It's making them fat. It's making them slow. It's making them sensitive. You are becoming the, the worst version of yourself. And the world is so conducive to making that happen. You know, the modern world is designed to keep us comfortable. And the human brain loves comfort. Like it loves it. It's always trying to choose that path. You have to fight that. That's why this is number two. You know, I almost made this number one because it's that bad. But I actually really think time management has become much worse because we are just obsessed with always working or being distracted. And we can never just sit and have nothing distracting us and spending time with our kids or wives. But this is a very, very close second because people are so comfortable. Fathers specifically are so comfortable that there's a dad bod moniker. You know, the whole caricature of what a dad is is Peter Griffin, Homer Simpson. You know, you don't say dad bod about somebody who's jacked, though I'm trying to bring back the father physique, you know, busting my ass in the gym to get there. Shout out to Phil Foster with that one. But when you go after it and you're looking to build yourself up, you're looking to push against the comfort of modern times, that's how you can show your children that even in this modern day and age, there is value to strength. There, there, is, a, there is something to being physically hard and capable that is still needed in this day and age. Because very easily could just one card be knocked down and this whole thing of comfort that we have, it could go away. You never know what's going to be happening. You never know what's coming down the pipeline. But all you know is that there is no negative to being a strong and capable father. If your children are hurt and you have to carry them out, can you carry them? If your house is on fire and you have to run back and forth five times, can you do that? Are you physically capable of saving your child from death? That's something you should ask yourself. And if you can't remember the last time you lifted weights or ran... You are a liability. You don't think that the adrenaline is going to push you through. Your body will give up because you've not trained it. You'll hurt yourself. You'll hurt them. You know, you'll resort to doing things the wrong way because you haven't moved your body like that before. And preventable pain will be experienced. Preventable suffering from your family will be had because you didn't want to exercise. Because you didn't want to get strong. Because you allowed modern living to tell you it's okay to slack. And the moment you did that, you compromise the integrity of the security of your family. 
and yourself. When you make yourself look like a target, people pick on you. Being a fat man walking around staring at the ground is a great way to get punched in the face and robbed. You don't want to be that guy. So you need to push back against comfort. Again, our, our grandfathers, you know, our great-grandfathers, even our fathers to a degree, though I would say our fathers were in the, the transition to where we are, we are at now. But our grandfathers, that's how they lived. They lived hard. You know, they lived lives where there was not a total abundance 24-7. They didn't have the technology we had. They didn't have the, the cookie-cut lifestyle that we have. You know, participation trophies and pushing people through and everybody's a winner. Like, you never have to try. And then these kids who never had to try become adults and they stop trying. And they wonder, why am I not winning compared to those people? Well, in the real world, it takes effort. It takes grit. Women want strong men. Why do you think a lot of marriages are falling apart? The man becomes another child. He becomes immature, can't take care of himself. And that's supported and cheerleaded by, by TV, media. It's ridiculous. But at the end of the day, the world is trying to make you comfortable. And the only way you can be the best father to your children is by pushing against that with all that you have. You can't allow yourself to become comfortable. A great example of that is I recently signed up for Muay Thai. I'm not a fighter. You know, I have the look. I hang out with the dudes who get after it. Like Nick Lowry, he's having jujitsu matches. Um, Ed Lattimore is a boxer. AJ Cortez is doing like Muay Thai in Thailand. You know, all these people that I associate myself with are out there crushing it in these like combat sports. I have literally until this week, never even done karate, not as a kid, not as an adult. <laughs> I've done literally nothing, but I signed my children up for jujitsu two weeks ago and I was sitting there in the class and I was watching them and I was thinking to myself that why am I asking them to do something I'm not doing myself? You know, shame on me for, for saying, good job guys, this is going to be awesome. You're going to enjoy it. And then me sitting on the sideline. So the the head coach there, who's a fighter, he's actually an active fighter. The dude's a beast. He came over. He's like, hey, I, I offer Muay Thai. You know, are you interested? I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know if Jackie spoke to him prior to that I was interested, but it kind of just came up and I, I jumped on it. I was like, I'm not going to let this opportunity slide. So I had, I've trained twice now. I'm looking forward to the next session, but it's super uncomfortable. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never been in this, I've been in fights before, but they were like amateur backyard brawls. I've been in high school fights, you know, but not, <laughs> not sanctioned, like not like knowing what I was doing. I'm just going off what I've seen on TV, like Rocky, whatever. But this is a, a moment for me where I'm pushing against comfort. Mentally, like I'm, I'm insecure in there because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, but I overcome that. I'm like, well, I'll figure it out. I, I force the confidence that I will just figure it out when I get there and who cares if I look dumb. You know, um, the the newness, I've got to change my schedule. You know, classes are later in the evening. So I've got to find a way to work around that and make sure I'm not gassed for my workouts and then going to this and I'm like, I'm just all jacked up. So I've got to make sure I'm getting my right sleep, making sure I'm eating at the right times. You know, I've really got to dial myself in, which is, it's awesome. It's really good for me. But if you were to say, Zach, is it's comfortable? Well, hell no. Except for the fact that I find comfort being uncomfortable. And that is where I'm striving to be a better father. My kids will see that, yeah, this is out of his elements, but he still pushes himself. That's what a man is supposed to do. That's what a good parent is supposed to do. That's what a father is supposed to do. When they see these things, I'm hoping that they replicate, emulate. And when they look back, they're like, yeah, you don't ever take your foot off the gas. I don't care that I can sit down and eat a cake and, 
and order food and, and just not have to do anything with my life and still survive. I know I can do that. I'm not going to. It's just like alcohol. I know I can go buy booze. I'm just not going to. It's not good for me. I don't want to be like everybody else. So that's an obstacle that fathers have to get over, is that, that calling for comfort, that desire to always be comfortable. Which brings us to the third. And the third issue and the third obstacle modern fathers have to overcome is that brotherhood has been banned. And when people hear this, they might immediately think I'm talking fraternity of excellence. While that's an excellent brotherhood, and I'm going to drop that pitch here, that's not what I mean. I mean camaraderie between men the desire to go out and just do stuff with the boys, you know, the men's locker room. Not many fathers have this. Our grandfathers had like to- full bars that were just men. They had, you know, VFWs. They had uh, veterans clubs for just the men. You know, there were barbershops, just the men. There were, there were a lot of fighting, a lot of, you know, exercise or, or gyms rather that were just boys because the boys would go there and the girls would go somewhere else. That's how they were brought up. And with, with inclusion and equality and all the things that have gone on, you know, they've, they've done away with that in every aspect. There's nowhere for men to go to be men. And that's not good for men. There's, I mean, I'm not sure where there is for women to go that are just women, but it's not good for them either. So to be a good father, and I'll, I'll open this one up to the women, for good mothers as well, the moms should go together and do things with the girls. The dad should go somewhere and do things with the guys. You know, my wife, she'll go out with her, her lady friends and they'll do whatever, you know, shopping or getting crafting. I don't even know what they do. I don't care. <laughs> but for myself, I go out with men who do things, whether that's climbing a mountain or it's going to the gun range. Maybe it's just working out. You know, I'm meeting up with some guys. We're going to the beach uh, from FOE and we've got this big ass house and we're just going to have a good time and grill and just do our thing. You know, but I get out. I get in an environment that makes me a better man. I recently went hunting with just the dudes. You know, and I came back and I taught these skills to the family. It's not selfish. It's not compensating. It's not, you know, oh, are you a bunch of gay guys going out there and going to hug each other in the woods? Like everybody mocks it because, again, it makes people uncomfortable that men get together to do man things. And I don't know why men have also adopted this, but that mindset is so flawed and it is such a negative to fathers that if you have any male friends and you go out and do things with just them, that there's something wrong with you. Like, you can't think that way. You should be looking to go out with your boys, with just your boys, and maybe a father and his son, and go to the woods and, and go camping, or maybe go to the range, or, or, or just go do something and some sort of project that requires physical exertion, and something that's just for the men to come together and to kind of be men. You know, and when you go out with your daughter, you can still go and do these challenging things. I'm not saying at the exclusion of your children, you know, or your daughters because they're girls. But you as a dad need to have male friends in your life. Other men are the only ones who are going to call you on your shit. And when you're being a pussy, they're going to be the only ones who say, hey, dude, you are being weak. You're, you know, your wife is having an issue. She's not having sex with you because you put on 40 pounds this year. You're fat. You've been crying to her about all your bills, but you keep going to the casino. Your finances are jacked up. You only men are going to tell you that, and they're not going to say it out of spite, but men tell men the hard truths. Men will have those discussions, and it might hurt their feelings, and they might lose their friend, but the best of men are willing to lose a friend if it means they're going to save him. You don't get that in mixed environments. You don't get that in, in all-inclusive clubs. You get that with the men. You need to build your local tribe, 
You need to find some men you can count on and start becoming friends. You need to do obstacle course races. Sign up for a team sport somewhere. Do something that gets you physically active. Do something besides drinking beer, watching football. I don't know what that is for you. You need to figure it out, but you need that in your life. And modern living has stripped that from men. Modern living has told men there's something wrong with you if you want to be with, with just the dads and going figure something out. You're compensating or toxic masculinity or some other bullshit. And the only form of toxic masculinity that exists is repressed masculinity. The rest is, it's all fake. The only form of toxic masculinity is repressed masculinity. Do not ever forget that. Now, we've covered all three modern obstacles we're facing. Always being accessible, comfort that's crippling you, and that brotherhood has been banned. Reflect on these. Look in your life. Maybe you're crushing it. Maybe you're, you're already destroying all three. Maybe you've got one out of three. Maybe you maybe you got all three in your life and you got to figure yourself out. But whatever it is you've got to do, just get yourself in motion and doing it. You know, start the process. Start yourself heading towards what right looks like. You know, and you're doing this because not only will it make you a better man, but by doing so, that makes you a better husband. That makes you a better father. And it makes you a contributing member to turning society around. You know, the world gets better. Your community gets better when you get better. So I wish you well. Again, if you have anything you want to add to the list, hit me up in the DMs or drop a comment below. But more than anything, I just want to see you win. So just look at this objectively. You know, don't let your feelings get in the way. Just see where you're at, see where you're going, and apply. This has been another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's-only community at thefraternityofexcellence.com. And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at ZachSmall underscore. 